This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to tell you why they're here. And you know why they're here? And back there, they're here from uh, Berlin and Beijing and London and Tokyo, not just New York and LA and Washington, D.C. The media is here from all over the world. You know why? Because they understand the future is here on Tuesday the 8th. This is not a campaign. This is a movement. Five hundred and twenty-nine days, and tell me who could have done that? This gauntlet, where they tried to tear her apart at every step of the way, and put what thirty or forty million dollars against her in the primary, and another thirty or forty million dollars against her in this general election, right? That money from every left-wing progressive and establishment figure in this nation against her. And she raised a handful of dollars. It was all grassroots. No general contractor, no consultants, no comms, no, no ads virtually. A grassroots campaign because Carrie Lake reports to the people of Arizona. They understand that in the money centers of London and in Tokyo and in Singapore. They understand that the future is here in Arizona and it is here now. What, what, what candidate in the country could have spent the last 529 days with the poise and the class and the grit and the intelligence in the steely resolve, no one in the country, Carrie Lake. But the most, the most important thing, the most, the best virtue she has of all of it is courage. Because it's upon courage that all the other virtues rest. Yeah. <laughs> On Tuesday, we need a signature win. Not a win. We need a signature win. To send a message, not just to Phoenix, not just to Washington, D.C., but to Berlin, Beijing, London, all of them. There is no substitute for victory, and there is no substitute for leadership. Carrie Lake, to the citizens of Arizona, the next governor of this state. Steve Bannon. 
American hero, patriot. Okay, welcome. Uh, it is Monday, 7 November in the year of our Lord, 2022. That was last night on a barnstorming, uh, really a campaign of movement that's on fire in the state of Arizona, but it's spread throughout this nation. We're going to start in Washington 3, Joe Kent. Joe, can you get us up to date and also let the posse know what they have to do to assist you in pushing this over the goal line, sir? Absolutely, Steve. Always great to be with you. Uh, right now, I think you're looking uh, pretty good. There's a lot of momentum in the district. This has been a grassroots campaign. I mean, I announced, I think, uh, February 18th of 2021. So we've, we've got a great uh, just movement of patriots out here. And we're bringing people over to our side on a daily basis. My, you guys covered it heavily. My opponent and I did a series of debates. Uh, that really just exposed how radical the Democrats are. And people are furious about the state of the economy. They're furious about crime. They're furious about the sexualization of our children in the classroom. And so we've had a ton of people come over to our side from the Democrat side, the independent side that are showing up at our town halls. I can't tell you how many times in the last couple of days I've heard, hey, I've never voted for a Republican before, but I'm voting for you because I can't take this anymore. Um, so we're feeling strong. We're going to keep running hard. I just got done with the uh, town hall meet and greet, heading out to go knock some doors. We're we're doing another town hall tonight, Battleground at 7 p.m. Um, if people want to join us, go to JoeKentForCongress.com. We need every last penny. Uh, my field organizers right now, they're all working uh, without pay until we get across the finish line because they believe in the cause so heavily. Okay, I want everybody to go to that site now, right now. Real quickly, Joe, just one last thing. When people come up to you and, and they don't want other people to hear, but they shake your hand and say, hey, look, I've, I, I'm, a, I'm a lifetime Democrat or independent. I've never voted for Republican. Why are they telling you they're voting for you? What, what is it that's making this moment happen? It's, a, it, it's just how radical the Democrats are. I mean, obviously, it's inflation. People are mad about the economy. And the fact that the Democrats don't respect the American people enough to even address that. Uh, they just double and triple down these same policies. Uh, my you know, Democrat opponent, she wants to put new taxes on additional energy, energy production. She wants to hire the 87,000 more IRS agents. He wants to raise the FICA minimum. This, this keeps coming up, and the Democrats are just showing how radical they are. And then crime is another huge one. Crime's out of control. It comes from the southern border. I mean, we're losing 150 to 300 Americans every day from the fentanyl epidemic, and the Democrats don't even respect the people enough to even address that. So people are furious about that. And look, the uh, the, the sexualization of our children, that's a huge thing. My opponent uh, defends gender-affirming care. And so I've gotten a lot of parents that have come up to me and said, look, I'm a Democrat, but I cannot stand by and put my name next to someone who supports the sexualization of our children. That That's really pissed off a lot of parents. That's woken up a lot of mama bears, a lot of dads that are just like, hey, I, I, you're speaking common sense. This shouldn't be partisan, but you're the only, you and the Republican Party are the only ones that are fighting for our children. Joe, one more time. How do people get to uh, support the campaign? Where do they go? Yep. JoeKentForCongress.com. Need uh, all hands on deck. We're doing a uh, town hall today, Battleground at 7. Come vote with me tomorrow at 10. All the addresses are at JoeKentForCongress.com. Any, any bit of support folks can give, it goes immediately to support our field staff that's working without pay right now. On our getter, I think we're going to try to live stream that on our getter tonight. Joe Kent, uh, thank you very much. Absolutely. Keep uh, running through the tape, brother. Thank you, Steve. I really appreciate it. Joe Kent, a, a great Amer American patriot. Let me bring in Melody Jennings. Melody, you know, it's pretty interesting. You've become one of the most <laughs> controversial people. In the, t tell me how you've become a global villain to the left and to the mainstream media simply for the fact you're just trying to organize people just to simply follow the law and watch the, the drop boxes, which have had such a problem.
how is it that following the law and the regulations and rules are set up and have these great patriots that, that agree to go out there and sit in all weather, whether it's heat or cold or rain and, and, and not just videotape it, but put, you know, eyeballs on it. Why has that so controversial? There's articles all day today. People are melting down uh, all over the world. What is it about just watching these drop boxes that has the left it's so worked up? I mean, it goes against the narrative that they're trying to sell to everyone. They just want everyone to just buy into their rhetoric. Uh, they want everyone to believe their story and say, hey, we are the only ones giving you uh, the talking points. We're the only ones that are giving you your opinion. And any other opinion must be, you know, it's confusing is the word I've heard today. Uh, it's, you know, vitriolic. It's, you know, you must be um, trying to destroy the country if you have a different opinion. Um, so, you know, they want us to have one opinion and, uh, for them to be the only ones speaking into the public's ears, uh, which is totally goes against the constitution of us being able to be free thinkers. They like us being sheep. Hey, Melody, hang on for one second. I've got somebody coming off the campaign trail I want to get to, but I want to get back to you because I got a couple of questions. Melody Jennings from uh, Clean Elections joins us. Hang on for one second. I want to bring in Heidi Ganahl. Heidi is the Republican nominee for the governorship of uh, Colorado. Look, everything that's been coming out of Colorado, Heidi, in the last 48 hours is that, and remember, Jared Holland, he's supposed to be un unbeatable, untouchable, because he's going to run for president the day after, you know, he has a sweeping 25-point victory over you. And of course, uh, besides Jared, there, there's Michael Bennett for the Senate. Now we're hearing over the weekend, Bennett is in a dead heat with O'Day and you are surging right now like Lee Zeldin is in New York and people are, you know, Smiley is up in the state of Washington. You're surging and this is almost a horse race. You're virtually a horse race uh, with Jared Poland. What is going on in Colorado? Well, see, people are fired up here. They're finally paying attention to the race and the voters of Colorado recognize how bad things have gotten under Jared Polis. And there's nothing libertarian or moderate about that guy. And we've got to stop him on November 8th, like tomorrow, if we don't want him to run for president. So I've been doing my best to call him out. And we're the little engine that could here in Colorado. We're not getting help from any of the big guns, but we are fighting so hard and we need we need the posses getting engaged, getting fired up, getting involved in the next 24 hours to help us get across the finish line. It's all about voter turnout right now. And I have put a letter also to the um, county clerks asking them to not leave until every ballot is in their hands and counted and then to report numbers so that we can do at least what we can to stop any um, anything from happening. Talk to us about that, because Talk Colorado has been kind of a sleeper in this entire thing. This has really happened in the last, I don't know, four or five days as people have focused on it, that you see this big surge. The national media is obviously concerned. I think the Cook Report uh, put uh, Bennett's race to a toss up. That means uh, you and O'Day have to really be fighting the good fight. What is it your concern about the county clerks that we've had all kind of problems in, in Colorado and most of those have not been addressed? What is your specific problem and why did you send this letter? Well, you know, I just want to make sure that we're being proactive and making sure that everyone's vote is counted, everyone's voice is heard, and that we restore faith in our elections here again. We have a secretary of state who's done some really shady stuff in Colorado, Jenna Griswold, and you know the, the landscape very well here. So, you know, we're all just kind of holding our breath and hoping that everything goes well, goes smoothly, and that um, we keep an eye on everything. We've been encouraging everyone to be election judges, poll watchers. We've got a war room set up with 
attorneys ready to act. Um, you know, I think uh, similar to what happened in Yonkin's race, they kept a really close eye on the ground, and that's going to be important in the next 24 hours. And everyone in Colorado, um, ballot turning is very slow right now. It's very, very low. So a lot of people are waiting until Election Day. I think that bodes very well for Republicans here, especially in El Paso and Mesa County. That's huge. If, it, if, if it's slow, trust me, that's that's pure Republican. What do you need the posse to do? This is one that's gone a little bit under the radar. You've surged at the end. What do you need? Because Youngkin's victory was 100 percent MAGA turned out. And then you had the, the parental rights, suburban moms, that combination, that co- coalition's unbeatable. There's nowhere in the nation. Kerry Lake's kind of putting that together in Arizona, in Colorado. What do you need the MAGA posse to do right now? What does the war room have to do? I need some help on social media to ramp things up, to get people excited, engaged about this race, to turn out to vote and to tell all their friends and family, there's no third party voting. There's We've got to stick together. We've all got to align to take Jared Polis out. He spent $28 million, him and his dark groups in the last eight weeks to try and take me out. It's not working. And a lot of that is, is the parents. Um, he called me a mad mom in the debate and that just took things off. That's part of why the momentum is so great right now because we are mad. A lot of us moms are really ticked off. A lot of parents are ticked off about what's happening in the classroom and to our kids. So we're going to stand up and vote. I'm getting tremendous response on the ground from parents coming up and hugging me with tears in their eyes, wanting a change here in Colorado. A lot of the bad stuff starts here and we can stop it tomorrow. We can stop Polis from taking it national by beating him here in Colorado in the governor's race. Uh, once again, where do people go? Where do the posse go right now to uh, to support you and to get the social media up? Go to HeidiForGov.com. That's where you can learn all about me, my policies. You can look at events. We're having a huge rally tonight in Aurora at the Stampede, Big Country Western Bar. Would love to see everybody turn out and then just share on social media and, and just ask everyone you know in Colorado to turn out to vote and vote big. We're Heidi Ganahl, at Heidi Ganahl on all the different platforms, including Truth and Getter. Heidi Gannault, fight on. We'll make sure that all the war and posse in the great state of Colorado turn out, get into social media, and actually act as force multipliers to get more people out. So thank you very much. Thanks so much, Steve. Have a great day. See you on the flip side. <laughs> thank you. This Colorado race, I'm telling you, it's a barn burner right now. O'Day and uh, Gannault have really tightened this thing up in the Senate. Bennett, they just flipped it to a toss-up in Bennett's race. And Heidi Gannault is surging about a guy that thinks he's going to be running for president. Starting on November 9th, he could be in for a big, big wake-up call. Okay, let's go. We get let's go back to Melody for a second. Melody, here's what I understand. All these articles are continuing to come out now. I thought you guys all had it worked out with a federal judge and appellate court that people could do it. Some people had to stand a little farther back, but it's inside the regulations. The first judge said, Hey, it's your constitutional right. The laws of Arizona are the following. So so where actually do we stand? And why do all these articles keep coming out about how Oh, my gosh, they're not there to watch the ballot boxes. They're there for voter intimidation. Right. So, yeah, there's actually one article out there saying saying that Judge Liberty said that we could not be out there watching the boxes, which is a straight up lie. And so I just I want to I want to make sure that people know when they're reading that, you know, you're reading the narrative that they want you to read. They're not they're not being truthful. He did not say that. He said we absolutely can be out there. He did uh, preserve our First Amendment rights. Um, They want the narrative to go against us because they want to make us look like an intimidators uh, so that we're the bad guys. And, and honestly, what we are is we are not. We are the ones out here protecting uh, 
your right to vote, uh, the sanctity of the vote. We have signs out there now, like I said before, that say, thank you for voting. And we actually had one guy come up <laughs> to uh, to our group out in uh, at one of the box areas and say, uh, well, Maricopa, honestly, and said, wow, we were really expecting not here and see armed vigilantes, uh, you know, circling the, this place. We're really just happy to see you two grandmas sitting here. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, because that's the narrative that they want to sell is that we are this, uh, you know, like Black Panther type group. I've even seen some of that tied to us, which is ridiculous. Uh, we don't have anybody out there who's got guns or we're doing any of that. We're smiling. We're happy. We're getting some vitamin D. We're encouraging people to vote, vote, vote. Please come out and vote. And we are just there to say, we are your neighbors. We are your friends. Uh, we are sitting here protecting you, protecting us from the possibility that someone might come up and want to uh, do something illegal. And, uh, you know, I think we're the good guys. I know you're the good guys. That's for they're not going to have any mules. And when they know people got the hairy eyeball on it, they're not going to come by and try to do something untoward. And that's what the left hates. If, if you don't have anything to worry about, what's the problem, right? This is not voter intimidation. These are mainly moms and grandmoms and, and, and grandfathers are out there. They're the, 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 the salt of the earth, right? And once again, the elites in the, in the, in the cosmopolitan crowd in, uh, you know, in Washington, D.C., and Los Angeles, and, and New York City, and Chicago, uh, they look down their nose. At, uh, at working class people. And that's what's happening here. How do people, Melody, I know you've got some name issues. You guys are in court about this. Where do people go, though? You've, we've got uh, essentially two days. So people got to, you know, there's, there's going to be activity here until late tomorrow night in these ballot boxes. Where do folks go? Right now, go to a box and go watch it. And also come to True Social. Uh, we are we did pull our website down just to be in compliance with a, a TRO that came down. But the, the judge, I, I was in court this morning. Hey, I got to represent myself. It felt really good. Uh, I think I did a good job. We'll see. Uh, but the the judge was wonderful, very kind, um, and he's still looking at everything. They, he did not just say granted, you know, the TRO stands. Um, so he's checking it out. Uh, so right now, just come over to True Social if you're not there already. I am uh, at Trump or Mel. Um, and then we will be getting out the new website name soon because I'm very collaborative with people. I want to work with people. I don't really care about the name. I just care about us having free and fair elections and making sure that we save America. Melody Jennings, thank you very much. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, fight on for the next couple of days. My pleasure, Steve. This is going to be a uh, this is going to be a barn burner. Well, I might want to make sure everybody understands that. Our coverage on Real America's Voice in the Worm is going to start tomorrow afternoon. Of course, we're going to be here for, for our uh, morning show, and uh, we're going to transition into the election coverage. But in, uh, we're going to have some big announcements to make as elections come in, particularly in the East. I think you're going to be very surprised about some of these House races. But people just got to understand, this is probably not going to be decided in all these races by Tuesday night. It's probably going to go into Wednesday morning, Wednesday afternoon, Thursday. You got Arizona, Nevada. You got the races in Washington, Oregon. You got Sarah Palin. In uh, in uh, in the great state of Alaska, let's go out to Arizona now. Nolan and Sherry Chang, you know, for the the fiftieth state is coming to help out the last state organized in the lower forty eight. You guys are 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 you driving around by car or where are you going right now? Are you at headquarters or you're in the car going around knocking on doors? Yeah, right now we're in the car knocking on doors in the, one of the Arizona communities. Very active. We got Melissa Katz here. We have Don, Mandy here, Sherry and I working together as a team for the uh, Mighty, Mighty American. American Strike Force. 
So, so t- tell us, uh, Sherry, tell me about, um, you got Nolan there, and I know you got him under parental supervision, as you should. Um, <laughs> what, when you guys are going around knocking, <laughs> when you're knocking on doors, tell me what folks, tell me what citizens are, are telling you guys. What's the feedback you get as you knock on doors for Carrie Lake? I think for Carrie Lake, a lot of them are saying, we love her. I think they love what she stands for because she's told people what she's going to do on the first day uh, if she's elected governor. Um, and like you said, I wanted to tie it in with what you said at the rally at the barn last night that a lot of people have said that this election is so important. They are surprised that we are from Hawaii, California, Alabama, Texas, and fighting for them in their elections. Um, and also we heard uh, from an L.A. journalist at the barn burner last night. And we also uh, got interviewed by uh, Asahi um, Shinbun this morning. A reporter from Japan. So everybody's looking at Arizona. You're very correct in that. It's so important. Let me, Melissa, let me ask you, the Asahi Shinbun is the Wall Street Journal of Japan and one of the most powerful financial papers in the world. Why, and you were there yesterday, and you've been in finance in your life, why is the Financial Times, Ashahi Shimbun, uh, BBC, German television, why are they coming and following a governor's race in what was the last territory organized into a state, the great state of Arizona? Why is that happening, ma'am? I think they, they see Carrie Lake's message being very strong. And she has courage, as you said, and she's going to stop. First thing she said, close the border, declared invasion. And that is affecting everyone, um, you know, around the country. We Biden is flying people at night from some of the airports here in Arizona. But I think fin- regarding financial, you know, Blake Masters, if he becomes senator, that could be that deciding vote. But I think we'll have more senators than him. And they will see that Congress has the ability to, they have the purse strings, they can decide on the budget and they can stop, you know, the debt that we've been racking up and that's what's causing the inflation. So they can put, they want to raise the debt ceiling. There will be no raising of the debt ceiling. Wow. I love that. One last thing for you guys and Don. Uh, glad you're along with the trip. That's a wild crew you with. So, so watch yourself. But, but, but it's, it's Sherry and Nolan. Have a question. You've I've seen you guys at CPAC with Melissa. You then came to the AFI uh, AFA uh, conference in uh, in Los Angeles, and now you're in Arizona. So you've got probably as good a feeling as anybody for what the grassroots and what the MAGA movement uh, in the United States is doing right now. What is your sense of this movement? What is your sense of 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 the energy and back of this movement. Uh, Nolan, let's start with you and then we'll go to Sherry. Well, Steve, this year we've done a lot of traveling outside of politics. We've been, I've been to Georgia, I've been to uh, Texas, I've been to New York, Arizona, California. Every state I'm in, people are talking about politics, people are talking about this red wave, people are talking about the Republican movement. They can feel something's gonna change in our, in our country. And most of them are very positive and they want to change. In fact, yesterday I went to golf. I played with the family, mother and father and the son that's going to ASU. Just what happened, they're Republicans. I think it's an intervention. And um, they understand every issue. They're from Nevada. They understand all the issues you've been discussing, we've been discussing. We were at the rally last night, right? They understand it very thoroughly. And they're supporting the Republican Party. They're supporting truth, justice, liberty, and freedom for America. 
man, they, they're bleeding red, white, and blue. And they're, they're, they're from Nevada. They're here you know, visiting the sun. And they're so, when I told them we're from the mighty American Air Force, they said, how can I get involved? They want to get involved. And everybody we've talked to and all the stuff I've been to, man, I tell you, there's going to be a tidal wave. There's going to be a tsunami. And for all the people, all you listeners out there in other countries, the UK, Beijing, wherever you come from, get ready. Because when we pull this off, we're coming out for you. We're going to all work together. We're going to unite, yes. take over the world with this movement. Amen. Amen. The populist movement. Sherry, give, give me your thoughts. I know you're in the financial area. We got a couple of minutes. Talk to us about you guys have been all over. Uh, give us your feel for things. I 100 percent agree with uh, Nolan that this is uniting uh, the populist nationalist movement throughout the world. But what, what are your thoughts? I think it goes beyond being financial. I met a couple today. They're from Canada. They saw our shirts. They just they told me, please, we're praying. We want you to do well. And she said, Canada is watching and we want to change. You need to stop what's happening so that Canada can change. So I said, that's why we're here. I said, we're from Hawaii and we're fighting. And she said, thank you, because we need, you know, America to stay the way she is. But, you know, there's a lot of people silently for us. And I think Melissa said a lot of people are praying that it just we do very, very well. And this, I don't think it's a wave. I think it's a tsunami. <laughs> We've got about 30 seconds. How do people get to the mighty American Stri strike force? You guys are actually volunteered. You're in Arizona, but how do people go to the site to see if they can volunteer and go someplace? It's www.massf.online for mighty American um, strike force. So www.massf.online. Okay, Don Mandy, you be very careful because that is a wild and crazy group that, that you're now in the car with. So I want to make sure that you're uh, that you, you understand that that that, that those that, that is a they go anywhere and they're and they're pretty wild. So make sure you take care of yourself. Okay, the mighty American Strike Force in Arizona for Carrie Lake. Don, thank you, Melissa, Sherry, Nolan. Good to see you guys. Uh, fight on. Aloha. Aloha. <laughs> How great is that? How great! Is oh, by the way, I didn't even pick up my. Uh, they gave me this last night. I should have asked. Uh, I should have asked. I got. I have them back on tomorrow during the thing. I've got to find out. Uh, well, we'll go to commercial. I'll get. I have them back on tomorrow at headquarters. Most people get the. You know the typical. What is it? The Aloha. I get. I get the. Uh, I get the. I get. The, yeah. I get lay. I get the. Uh, I get the warrior one. I think. Okay, uh, Naomi Wolf. We're going to go to Commonwealth of Massachusetts. We have Rayla Campbell. We're fighting, running through the tape. Where? In War Room Battleground. Back in a moment. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Uh, we're in the battleground. And of course, uh, the next uh, 48 hours is going to be quite intense. I want to just make sure everybody understands. A lot of this is not going to be decided tomorrow night. So just everybody, you know, just focus. We've got this. We're over the target. Now you just got to make the bombing run and uh, return to base. But we got to make the bombing run, make sure we secure it. I wanted Naomi to come on because the most important kind of subterranean um topic out there is what I call the third eye injections or parents rights or whatever you want to talk about 
particularly around the vax and the, and the mass mandates. There's been all types of stuff, disclosures of what Pritzker's doing. Naomi, you've had your finger on this because you kind of came from politics, right? And, and now you've gotten into this and you're one of the, at the vanguard of all these issues with the vaccines and big pharma and all that. As on the night before this huge midterm, what's your sense of, of, of how this is playing out? Because here's what I find most fascinating. The Democrats, I didn't see one spot, you know, $17 billion has been spent in this midterm. I didn't see one spot they took where they were pushing Fauci or they were pushing anything they did. And now you're a political, you started as a political consultant. You know that's a tell. So on the eve of this, where do you think we stand with what we call the third eye, the injection? Yeah, well, it's fascinating. I was just thinking, what did they expect? You know, for months, you and I have been saying, or I've been saying, this is not normal politics because they're burning up their political capital and because no one likes mandated injections. No one likes except a tiny subset of thoroughly delusional people in, you know, blue state cities. No one likes masked children. You know, no one likes the government making a medical decisions for them or having to choose between an experimental injection and going without food to feed your family. Um, so this day was inevitable. These chickens were going to come home to roost. Any political consultant should have told them six months ago, you will pay for this in November. You'll pay for this at the ballot box. Um, and that's why I kept saying this is not a normal election. This is not normal political reasoning. And uh, and that's why, as you know, my anxiety has been, let's get, you know, let's get to the day after uh, voting day um, with everything stable and being counted properly and intact. And also, you know, who are these people? Because they're not making normal political, even democratic uh, party decisions. So where I see this playing out, you know, as you and I discussed this morning, is that um, the injections and what I call the mom issues are the great kind of mountain that is going to move this election. And political consultants tend to downplay it, but there is a movement of moms and suburban white women, um, which I will bet on, uh, moving from the Democratic Party, where the Democrats are assuming they'll always vote with abortion first, and they're they're just moving over to you guys because you've done a good job, I have to say, you know, pointing out that you are hearing the voices of moms and you're hearing the voices of, of moms who want to make medical decisions for their families. Um, you're hearing the voices of moms who are worried about crime. You're hearing the voices of moms who are worried about inflation. But but specifically that visceral, you know, I as I've said in in LA at the Beat the Mandates defeat the mandates rally, no one has ever seen an organized national cadre of furious mothers um, from all political parties coming at a target, right? No one's ever seen it. We've never had that in our history. Well, you know, we are seeing it now. It's happening now. This is a transpartisan movement. And the, you know, as I've told you for months, the people who speak to those moms and support them in organizing as a political voice, as a political force, nothing will stand in their way because, you know, male political consultants and male candidates, no disrespect to men, but they tend to be blind about the massive math of being a, a woman and a mom in this country. You know, women are the majority. They're the majority of voters. They're the majority of voters. You know, they're like 54% of the electorate. And the, the gender gap, which Bill Clinton had at up to 11%, uh, it dropped down for President Obama to 6% in some metrics, that suburban white women vote. 
No Democrats can win, no matter how they do the math, no matter who else they rally, um, without those suburban white women. And those suburban white women are looking at the last two years and they're going, you know, it was on your watch that my child was locked in a room for three months. It was on your watch that, you know, and I wrote this piece about single moms. I've been a single mom for 12 years. There is no way single mom households, which are, I believe, 15 million households in this country, got through that pandemic and those lockdown policies um, unscathed. I mean, that is a crippling situation for a single parent household, um, psychologically, not to mention economically. So all those chickens are coming home to roost now. And, you know, honestly, the, the hypocrisy makes it kind of worse because if I were voting, and you know I have to always be very careful not to endorse any candidate, we're a nonpartisan platform, but if I were voting, and I wrote this in my piece, Vote Like a Woman, I would be thinking, okay, we had the first woman vice president, uh, Vice President Harris, that's supposed to be symbolically fabulous for women, but she oversaw, and this administration oversaw the destruction of um, small women business owners. You know equity, like literal, their literal equity got got transferred to oligarchs during the, the lockdowns. And they oversaw that she oversaw the destruction of families. And she oversaw the injection of uh, material. And I think word is getting out, Steve, from our work that um, damages women's uteruses and women's ability to carry babies, women's breast milk, women's menses. This is a women's issue. So as I put it in my in my piece, Vote Like a Woman, in which I'm not endorsing anyone, but I'm asking women to really look critically at who hurt women recently, right? Yes, the Democratic Party has done a very good job saying, you know, we'll defend your right to abortion, but they show that they give, they care not at all about your right to have a healthy baby. And so women are, are going to be voting to protect their children and they do not want an administration that is going to, you know, sever the de decision-making capability of parents uh, when it comes to medical choices for their children. Okay. You got to help me out here because you, you were, have been a Democrat up to the last couple of years and I'm not asking to endorse things, I, I, but I'm trying to understand this as an, even as a political strategist, because we started the show with Heidi who we've had on twice a day and she's been outspent, I think by $25 million in Colorado. Uh, the Bennett Senate race is a dead heat right now. In fact, um, the, uh, Cook report changed it to a toss-up. Hmm. Um, Heidi is now within striking distance of Polis, who's a guy who's thinking of running for president, just like uh, Pritzker and uh, Newsom is. That's a, almost a dead heat now. And the reason is, is because he said in a debate, he called her one of the mad moms about this specific topic, about the mass mandates and the vaccine mandates in school. Hochul in New York, Pritzker in Illinois, mm -hmm. Whitmer in Michigan, Polis and Colorado are for incumbents running. Uh, and then you have Shapiro, who's really running to replace Wolf, but backing up. He's the attorney general, backing up everything. Happened. And Hobbs in, in Arizona. Of those six, it seems like the smugness or not even, it's not even under consideration uh, of what the parents and the moms. I mean, they are so locked in on mandates, on the vaccine, on all this stuff. What from just a political, you would think that, hey, there's enough out there. At least I got to be open, empathetic. I mean, they're just hardcore. Boom. This is the way it's going to be. Is it because the teachers unions? Is it something to do with big pharma? Why is it this smug kind of, we don't even hear it to the fact that they, 
Polis was up by, I think, 25 points. And he called the, the, the grassroots mom. He's running against a mad mom. And all of a sudden people go, well, yeah, I'm a mad mom, too. What is about this attitude of these Democratic governors, ma'am? God, I wish I had the the answer to that because, you know, you and I are looking at this affect and, and having the same reaction because it is an affect that loses at the polls. I mean, watching the Hochul-Zeldin debate, you know, I was stunned as a woman when this man said there was a drive-by shooting outside my house and my wife and two teenage daughters were inside and he was more outraged about the danger to women than, than Hochul was. And Hochul was completely dismissive. And they've they've had this, and I've seen it firsthand, Steve. It's weird. I traveled across the country. I testified at the Michigan State House. And I spoke, you know, uh, to this panel of Republicans and Democrats, uh, assembly people, about the lockdowns and the masking and the mandates. And it was so bizarre. And I saw this in Maine and I saw it in New Hampshire. Um, the Democrats, and I'm a lifelong Democrat, I'm an independent now, but I, you know, I, it was weird to me. I've never seen anyone react like this. I saw this all the way down to the school board level in Chatham. They kept their heads down. They were on their phones. They didn't look at the voters. They didn't react to them. They acted in this absolutely robotic, dismissive way that I've never seen before in a lifetime of being either in politics or following politics and politicians closely. Um, and the same thing with Governor Whitmer. You shut down the whole state and t tell people that until 70% of them are vaccinated, you're not gonna release them, you hold them hostage and you think you'll be reelected. That's why I'm so, so it's one of two things in my analysis, and this is conjectural, but we've gotta get through, we've gotta get through tomorrow you know, peacefully and accurately because they're acting like, but, 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 hang, but, but hang on a second hang, before we get through that. This is a question I'm asking. Are they seeing it? Look, cause you've done an amazing job, not just on the investigation, but also the analytics. And we do, you know, we go through reams of polling here on the show. Is there a set of math? Is there a set of polls that you've seen, or you think they've extracted from that they're taking this attitude because it is obviously a loser electorally unless they're seeing something we don't see and maybe we've missed it. And I don't stand why ever, these are smart people, Hochul, Pritzker, Whitmer, Polis. These are not dumb people and they don't have dumb people around them, but they're so lockstep. They're so, I mean, in every debate I can go through the, the key thing in the Lee Zeldin debate was exactly this. In the Glenn Youngkin debate, it was about this with McAuliffe. It's always about this kind of smug attitude. Is there a set of math that they're seeing? that we're not, that they're interpreting differently? Uh, well, you're not, gonna like, you're not gonna like what I have to say, but my most recent piece, I raced to get it out before people go to the polls because I'm very, very worried about these electronic voting machines because they can be, they can be hacked. I mean, this is not anything new, but also I, I had to explain to people what, you know, what an algorithm does you know, people think that when they vote on electronic voting machine, it's counting their vote, right? Um, but that's not how algorithms work. And a code can set an algorithm to count any way you want. You can count every 10 votes. You can count, you know, one vote is two votes. So if we don't see the code and make sure that the code isn't changing, right? And if, if people on both sides who are uh, digital, uh, I got, I got, I got, it took me two, it took me two years. 
It took me two years, but we've got Naomi Wolf to go there and now be Mike Lindell. (laughs) I'm not, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Is that your concern? Because listen, that's kind of, listen, I'm not a machine guy and people know that, but I I will be blunt and everybody's got to get out there. We're going to fight this. I don't understand the smugness. I don't understand the arrogance. I don't understand now that so much evidence is coming out about the vax. Now so much evidence is coming about the lockdowns, the math and the lockdowns, and so much evidence about the mask. Are they just dug in because they think they got another way to win? Are they dug in because it's groupthink and they're, bu- and they're in with big pharma and all these other things and they just think, hey, screw you. We've made a decision and this is the way it's going to be. Is it is it the administrators think groupthink or do you think they say, hey, Heck with these guys. We got another path to do it. Now we got a couple of minutes for it. Got to bounce. But this has upset me. It's, it's something weird going on. There is totally something weird going on. So, so it's one of three things, right? One of them, as I was saying, is, you know, the algorithm can do anything. And and I really, as someone who works with digital databases and, and algorithms, I am kind of stunned and very, very concerned. You don't even need to hack these machines to have a win. You just need to have set an algorithm that that counts in a certain way. Um, so it seems hugely non-transparent to me. And um, half the country is voting on electronic machines that don't give a paper receipt of any kind. So there's no paper audit possible. So that really worries me. Um, but the other possibility is in, in where I'm going to vote tomorrow in Ancrum in Columbia County. I'm very upset that they've got the polling place, but they've also got a drop-off um, box right at the polling place, right? So it's not like, you know, absentee ballots, it's not early voting. It's like you're there, there's a long line, you have errands to run. Oh, you can just drop off your ballot there. So to me, that seems incredibly not secure and, and vulnerable to all kinds of chain of custody problems. And I've never seen anything like that before. I've never voted in Columbia County, but I've never seen anything that casual, right? Oh, you could either do it here in this polling booth you know, overseen by these election officials, or you could just drop it in a box, right? And the last thing is, it's very possible, Steve, that we're in a new era of politics in which these people don't care if they have a future in politics. They don't care about the Democratic Party. It could be that there's just a kind of rinse and release cycle in which these traitors, right, um, may be defeated tomorrow, and they'll just move on to... Uh, Pfizer and Moderna and, um, you know, China and uh, the the all the industries that China is underwriting. And and that will be their career, you know, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So and you can't like yeah. downplay that. So it could be that they really just don't care. But I'm, I'm more okay. worried about the wow. first and second option. OK, we're, we're, we're going to get all over that, obviously, tomorrow and every day. It's going to take a couple of days to work this out. How do people get to you, Daily Cloud? How do they buy the book? Because I think people want to see the journey you've gone through. Remember, uh, as powerful as much as she's done to date, really, Naomi's really is going to come front and center in what we call the accountability project, right? And setting things right. That The curtain comes up on that on the 14th. And that's where yep. Naomi is going to be front and center of many, many investigations. And not just that, policies, public policy to get this thing so we never have to do this again. Naomi, how do people get to the Daily Cloud? How do they find you? you know, I'll, I'll clear my calendar because there has to be accountability for what we've lived through and what we're still living through. So you can go to dailycloud.io. Please do support us. As I announced this morning, um, George Smith in Ohio has found a plaintiff and is, is making progress in his lawsuit against Pfizer. So that should be part of 
our accountability as a people um, and we need your help and support. And also uh, you can go to All Seasons Press or to Amazon and your local bookstore and order The Bodies of Others. And uh, we really appreciate all the all the support that's made our work possible. And you, Steve. Want to make sure everybody goes the the daily. I want to make sure everybody goes to the daily clap because now they get a live lawsuit. So go check it out. Naomi, look forward to having you seeing you back here Wednesday or Thursday. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Naomi Wolf, a real fighter. I can't think of a better way to end our uh, broadcast on the day before game day than with Rayla Campbell running for secretary of state up in uh, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Rayla, tell us, everybody wants to know one thing. How's the campaign going and how can they help? It's going amazing. We've got so much support out there. We're out standing out every single day in the overpasses and making sure that people see our names. We've got all the Republicans that are running from the top of the ticket up there. And it's so important. If you are in this area, please be a poll watcher for us tomorrow. We've had tons of people volunteer and to stand out at the polls and to just be paying attention to what's going on. Now, we know that there is we have drop boxes as well. We're not sure if all of them have been locked. But we do see that there are still drop boxes out there. Now, early voting has already ended. We know that they're saying that we're not going to be having the results until days, maybe weeks after this election. So we need to be vigilant and we need everybody to be paying attention to what's going on. I'm not going anywhere. I'm in this to win this. And we're going to make sure that I will be your first Madam Secretary and that we will protect the citizens of Massachusetts and stand up for what we believe in here in the Commonwealth. But it's amazing out there. The energy is incredible. The Democrats are afraid. They are very afraid. They're afraid of my political acumen. They just don't even understand how somebody who's just an everyday person can come up with them, be so strong, with a strong message, be out there leading the state of Massachusetts and giving the people their voices back. Do you have a sense, Arela, uh, that you're attracting independents and Democrats? Because, look, the Commonwealth is a, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts is a very heavily Democratic and progressive state. Do you get a sense that your message with no money has kind of pierced the veil of the mainstream media's white noise and that you're actually connecting with independents and Democrats? Absolutely. And I have noticed that big time. A lot of Democrats. Oh, she what just is froze ha- on us. If we can try to reboot. Oh. We got it. <laughs> so, they're so strong in their beliefs, but what is going on yeah, in this country and what they see happening, the prices of gas, you know, their 401ks dropping, the lack of education. People are frustrated and Democrats are frustrated as well. This is not what they voted for. And a lot of them are walking away. I've gotten to the city. I've tapped into where they don't want me to be. They've tried to shut me out of the cities and I've gotten in there. And we're resonating a lot with independence. That's us on the South Shore, you know, everyday house moms, soccer moms, all of us parents that are just have not been out there and active. They're all coming on board. We've got to bounce. We want Everybody wants to know where they go to support you, where they go to help. You can go to my website. It's Rayla4MA.com. That's R-A-Y-L-A. 
I'm sorry, R-E-Y-L-A-F-O-R-M-A.com. You can also go on to my Facebook page, Rayla Campbell from Massachusetts. We're going strong. Tomorrow's going to be super important. Make sure you get out and vote. Bring a friend, bring a family member, bring someone with you to the polls and pay attention and be vigilant. Rayla, thank you very much. Honored to have you on a historic candidate in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Well, guess what, folks? It's the wake up tomorrow. It's game day. Join us at 10 a.m. And then throughout the day, we're going to go late into the night into Wednesday morning. And we're going to stick around with Real America's Voice until we call it. Okay, see you back here at 10 o'clock, 10 a.m. tomorrow morning in the war room. See you then. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplug Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.